Last week we talked about peace. I hope you still kept your peace all week long, okay? Yeah. I kept mine. Or at least I was trying to hold on to it. This week, <laughs> talking about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Jesus came in the volume of the book. When he came in the new to start the New Testament, he was letting them know, I'm fulfilling the Old Testament. Whether they wanted to hear it or not, that's what he came to do. So he came to be a witness to us so that we might see or hear. Obviously, we weren't there, so we just got to see. I mean, hear, excuse me. John 8, verses 14 through 18. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whither I go. But ye cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. Ye judge after the flesh. I judge no man. And yet if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I am the Father that sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me bears witness of me. See, he didn't come for one of us to validate his claim. He said, I'm validating myself, and my Father who is in heaven validates me. That's where the scripture comes from. He said, uh, with two or three witnesses, can you make a claim against someone for them to be judged or condemned? Only. You can't, you can't bring one accusation and think you're just going to destroy somebody. That's not how that works. And it should always be that way. If you did something wrong, you should be, it should be more than one person. That keeps the riffraff out, all the lies and junk. And you also, notice also he said, he said, I didn't come to judge. That's what people understand. The first time he came, he did not come to judge anybody. So he didn't. And he showed that time and time and time again. Remember some, the woman they found in adultery? He said, woman, where, where your accusers at? I don't see none, Lord. Neither do I. Stop doing that and get out of here. See, he didn't come to judge us the first time. The second time he come back, not the time he come get his encounter in the air, but the second time he come, he touches ground, he's judging. I don't want to be here for that. I don't want y'all to be here for that. And if you are here, you want to be on his side watching. I watch the show. I don't need to experience it. Can I get a witness? I think I've heard this preached so many times. But this is but the, the scriptures I just read is where it came from. Or the, the Old Testament law is where it came from. Yeah, that's where it comes from. Can I get a witness? You need a witness. For an accusation, especially against an elder or any, anybody in leadership, you can't come by yourself. You Got to have multiple people. These words have been made famous from so many preachers, but the question in itself is valid. Before any claim can be accepted according to the Mosaic law, there must be two or three witnesses. That's why you don't make a claim against it. If you didn't see it, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Unless it's your job to investigate it, don't talk about it. Because you weren't there. You didn't witness it. Jesus witnessed it, but you didn't witness it. Christ established this law in the Old Testament as a precedent so that no one person could come and possibly destroy someone's life due to envy or jealousy, which people do. People will try to destroy your careers or your personal life due to envy or jealousy or greed. I want what you got. Point the finger at people. You think, us humans, you think us human beings will always do the right thing in this fallen world? I wish we could, but we won't. Most of us will not do the right thing. 
if they lied on Jesus, who do you and who do you think I, you and I are, to get away with anything? People lie. People lie for no reason. You ask them why they lie, they looking at you like they have no answer. None. A lie was a present help in a time of need. A lie is a lot. It feels a whole. It's a lot lighter than the truth. Truth holds substance. It holds weight. Truth don't change. No matter what happens. We live in a day where we have American rights that allows us to have due processes. So we ought to be thankful for what we have today. You ought to be thankful for the rules and the laws that we have today. People can't, if they ain't got no evidence, it's the, case, the judge throws it out for the most part. No one person can accuse you of a crime without cold, hard evidence. They throw it out. To be a witness... To see or hear in person an event. The apostles were witnesses to Christ. They witnessed his miracles. They witnessed his mercy, his grace. They witnessed him bringing people back to life. They witnessed him healing people just by touching him. They were eyewitnesses of their account. And that's why they totally said, I can't be quiet on this subject. I am an eyewitness to it. I saw him. I saw him die, and I saw him come back to life. I have to tell people about this. And it wasn't just one man. It was all of the apostles and another couple hundred people that he, he visited, that he studied and saw him. You know, if you haven't seen something in person and you're commenting on it, you are gossiping. You're gossiping. And we know ain't no gossip like church gossip. That'd be some good, juicy stuff. Mm. But we ain't supposed to do it. We're not. Amen. For some of us, this is our proclivity. Gossip. You said you weren't going to tell nobody. I tried, man. I tried. But them <laughs> details was good. I had to give it to somebody. It'd be juicy and taken out of context and plain sinful. That's all it is. But it's done all over the world, and that's why when Christ came, he had to bear witness himself. And the Father was his witness. He, he couldn't count on us. We'd have messed it up. When he told the Jews, he said, I am that I am. Well, that was written like, you can't equate yourself to God. I'm telling you the truth. You said you read the scriptures. The scriptures don't talk about me. Yeah, we talk about somebody. Yeah, they talked about somebody who they interpreted in their own or who they wanted. He gonna, he gonna take over and we gonna get these Romans out of here. He said, I ain't come to do that. I came to set the captives free. So, yeah. <laughs> why? Because Numbers 23, 19, why he had to become a witness himself. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Amen. That's why he had to witness himself. Because we some liars. Everybody done told a lie. Everybody. I don't care how good you are. I don't care. You left something out. You lied. But God can't lie. He can never, he, Two things he can't do. He cannot lie, and he cannot deny himself. Now, even with all the evidence that Christ provided to prove he was indeed the Messiah, people of that day hardened their hearts and refused to believe him. <laughs> Hebrews 3, 8 through 13. 
Harden not your hearts, as in the provocation in the day of temptation in, in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me. Prove me and saw my works for 40 years. How do you go walking around somewhere for 40 years listening to somebody and still don't believe them? What kind of heart do you have? He rained food from the sky. What other do you need? He gave you water from a rock. A rock. What do rocks think about? Nothing. Rocks don't think and you got water out of it. That ain't a miracle enough for you? Your clothes didn't go raggedy. You know you wear shoes too long, you get a hole in them. You wear a shirt too long, you get holes in them. Get real, the material gets real thin. That wasn't a miracle to you? Still? Wherefore I was grieved with that generation. That's why y'all walked around for 40 years. Y'all was irritating. And said they do always err in their heart. And they have not known my ways. So I swear at my wrath. They shall not enter into my rest. Take heed brethren lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. That's what it is. With all the stuff that he was doing. They still did not believe. That's why the devil don't attack old folks like, like people think. He goes after the young because they're impressionable. When you get old, you're stuck in your ways. You, it's hard to change you. That's why the old saying is so true sometimes. It's, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. They don't want to learn. They don't want to listen. Can't tell them nothing. Can't tell them nothing. I don't care if it's right smack in their face. They're looking at you like, I've been on this earth for 77 some years. Yeah, you've been doing it wrong for 77 years. Can you do it right for, for the last three years? Nope. Take heed, brother, lest there be in, in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. There you go. And they have this little five-step fact check. You know, you got to check the fact if somebody's bringing something to you. You can go through the New Testament and compare it to the Old Testament and look at the, the evidence that the um, archaeologists have found today and, find, and, and see verbatim that there was a man that was healing people back in that time. There's evidence of it. There's evidence that Jesus walked the earth, that he came. There were too many, too many eyewitnesses. If you, just, if you look at the evidential method, it'll explain to you. You cannot get 500 people to repeat the same thing word for word. That's too hard. It's too hard. It's too, the, the story would, be, would just be all over. They said, no, it happened this way. And they were all over. That's not a, that's not a different type of psychosis. It's not. They tell you what they saw, and they all saw the same thing. It didn't change. Hard code evidence. You can be so blinded by your own fleshly desires that when the truth walks right up to you and asks you to believe, you won't. Can I have? I won't. Can I have? I won't. No, you can't have. And you need to stop wanting stuff. Ain't you thankful for what you got? I'm trying to give you something a little more tangible than what you got right here. That's the part people don't understand. They can't see the next life. So they hold on to this one so tight. I said, it, it, it makes no sense. And then God had to tell me. He said, you know, 
they don't want to believe because they don't want to let go of this, this what they have here. He said, this is the only heaven they're going to get. This is it? Oh, no, Lord. You tell them you got some flowing with milk and honey. I don't even know what that looks like, but I want to see it. Amen. I want to eat a tree that lets me live forever. I'll, I'll take that. And I take that as for the body, not necessarily my soul. My body will live forever eating off that tree. I'm going to snack on that every chance I get. I'm going to cut my apples in slices and sit there and eat them. And ask a million questions for as long as he lets me. I don't want to stay here forever. Are you kidding me? Now, I will say this. I want to have the same strength I had when I was in my, and I hit 40, when I hit 80. I do. I want to be just like Caleb. Like, like no, I'm still just as strong, Jack. That's my goal. We'll see if I make it. <laughs> sin will have, would have deceived you into sin just like it did Cain in the beginning. To witness for Christ in this day as believers by ear through the preaching of the word is more precious because we have only heard the gospel. We didn't see it. See, God spoke to Cain before Cain made that mess of his life. He told him, he said, Don't, if you just do what Abel did, you'll get what Abel got. He said, oh, no, I ain't doing that. Why? Why don't you want to do it? See, that's the question nobody want to ask because that right there has layers to it. I want to be my own God. I want to do what I want to do. Why do I have to sacrifice to you? Why do I, why, why, oh, why, oh, why? Okay, let me get that breath out your chest. See if you can ask that question. Your own desires just take over all the time, all the time, all the time. You don't, you don't know how to override that? You know how I know people go override it? Because they go to work Monday morning. Sunday night, you know, you need to go to bed on time because you need to get up in the morning. You can override it. You don't want to because it's not a value to you. And that's okay. God knows. God knows. He knew about Cain. He said, okay, whatever, brother. Something that happened 2,000 years ago still has the impact it did back then today. Jesus has been, his word been preached for over 2,000 years and they still can't get rid of him. How is that not... Like even, you know, on the radar, like a little bit true. Okay, he was, see, scholars can't defy him as, or, or discredit him as a, he had lived. They just say he wasn't God. Oh, he was a great prophet or a great teacher. No, he had to be greater than that. He came, he had to be greater than that. Got to be. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. See, this one, this one, this, these, this little passage right here. This should be given to every believer as soon as they walk through the door. So they don't do it. These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look. Who do you think you are? I ain't listening to you. Your three-piece suit in Italian shoes. Trying to sit on the first row. You better get to the back of the bus like the rest of us. You ain't better. A lying tongue. Why are you always lying? Why would you lie about the sky? The sky don't even belong to you. Oh, it's red. No, so clearly it's blue. Amen. Clearly it's blue. Why would you say that? And hands that shed innocent blood. A murderer. 
That's physical and spiritual. You can spiritually kill somebody too by ripping them apart with your words. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. You just old stank, evil, malignant thing. Looking to just tear somebody apart with your own mind. Feet that be swift running to mischief. It's a fight that break out. You running over there. What you running over there for? What you gonna do? Spectate. He hates that. They fighting. I'm going this way. Amen. That's it. A false witness that speaketh lies. Why are you lying on people? Why are you lying on people? That's why people don't trust the justice system now. People lie too much. Always lying. Always. And he that soweth discord among the brethren. Coming up in here in his guy's house, in his church, and just being a jerk, talking about the pastor, the pastor's family, his kids, the message. Why are you here, bro? Why are you here? Those are things that God hate. You put that on a pamphlet and just pass that out. Liars are no kin to God, the Father. No, excuse me. Lies are no kin to God the Father. No, rather they are kin to their father, the devil. The devil is the father of lies. He is. Because he lies from the very beginning. No matter how bad the news is, the truth is still far better than a story that just makes it easier to handle. Truth is always better than a lie. Truth has weight to it. Sometimes the truth is way heavier than the lie. Lies float away real quick if we gotta keep replacing them with another lie. But the truth has substance to it. Eventually, the truth will come out, and instead of having the sting of truth, the first and only time you also the first time you you also deal with the deception of the lie that was given to you. That's why Jesus had to come witness himself. Listen, I kept trying to send people to y'all, but y'all kept killing them. How many prophets you gonna kill every time I send them your way? John eight. 34 through 36. Now, this puts my favorite scripture in context. So this is what we're going to read. Read a little definitely about it. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever, that means anybody, committed sin is the servant of sin. If you're sinning, you serve sin. Period. You're a servant of, you're a slave to it. That's you are. There's only two categories, sinners and non-sinners. When we get converted to Christ, we convert to that non-sinner aspect. Do we sin? Yes, but the grace covers us. If you repent. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. See, this, this little passage right here is so powerful. You don't understand. It's not your house. It's not your house. The church is not your house. We the church, yes. But the people, yeah. But the son owns all that. So if the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Amen. Because he owns the house. Not us. Not the servant. We just work there. And see, when I got my grasp of understanding it, it doesn't matter. I don't have to own it. If the boss tells me I can come in and I can have it, 
You can't tell me I can't have it. You can't tell me I'm a slave when he says I'm free. You can't tell me anything because your word doesn't overrule his. And that's why it's my favorite. Because they let everybody know we ain't in charge. Hallelujah. Amen. That's just, that, that should take a, a weight off your shoulders. I'm going to go ask the, the person that owned the house. I don't need to ask you. Nothing. Now, this picture is a little funny, but, you know, people just have, they have a hard time understanding. Oh, how can a baby be, so, be evil? Uh, yeah, look, that baby born in a sin just like you was 30, 40, 50, Amen. 60 years ago. The, part, the difference between him and you is, is he hasn't discovered his sin yet. That's the only thing that keeps him. So hush. So we got the little devil baby over here. All right, yes, we were all little devils. Because I have yet to meet a child that you didn't have to, you, you say, stop little Jimmy, don't do that, and he stops. No, you got to put some pain with little Jimmy and make him stop because he's going to associate that pain with whatever he was doing, and he's going to stop. When Jesus says to the son, when Jesus says the son abides in the house forever, not the servant, that's an indication that with all of our knowledge and prestige, the house still doesn't belong to us. It's not yours. It's not yours. It's not your cheese. It's not your house. It's not. And if you want to stay, the son who has all authority, all power, is the only one who can take you from the servant to a son. He is the only one. There is no other. That's why he had to come and be a witness. There is no, other, there is no way to God the Father but through the Son. Amen. You don't get to him without, without, going, without going through me. I, no, I, know I don't, I don't want to say that. I don't wish there was another way. I wish people understand that and let it be that. And stop trying to go on the universe path and find something out there. He owned the universe too. What you going to do in vastness of space? You know how big vastness of space is? You'll never reach it. Jesus came to witness to a stiff-necked people who were caught up in the world's success rather than being committed to God. Men preferred the scriptures to look important and made up extra stuff to seem holier than all the rest. I don't understand that part. I don't understand that part because when you sin... Most of the time, you sin with somebody else. So you try to look holy in front of all these people, but somebody got your sins. Somebody knows about it. They can exploit you, which means you're not that great. You're not that high and mighty. See, you can't do, if a sinner's already a sinner, he know who he is. But if you go hang out with a sinner and do sinner, sinner stuff, you're not holy, which means you're not better. You never were anyway. But that's what they did back then. They tried to make yourself, oh, you a sinner. You was born a sinner. We Abraham seed. All y'all Abraham seed. What you talking about? And the only reason why you a priest is because God said the Levites are my priests and they will serve in my house. So are you a Levite? Well, that's your job description, bro. You don't let your uh, ostracize the other 11 brothers' kids because you a priest. But that's what they did. That's having respect of person, which he's not supposed to do. We don't do that. Don't matter where you came from. It don't matter how much money you got. Don't matter what your job title is. Amen. We're not. 
We have different functions. Don't get me wrong. We operate in different functions. But we're all the same. Making a difference in men because of their money and positions, bad thing to do. Then claiming that all are sinners but themselves. Romans 3, 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All. All means all. That's all, all mean. We all sin. We all feel short. None of us or the ones before us could ever have gotten it right without some divine intervention from God. I guarantee you at some point, you might not realize it right now, but one day you will. Before you came to Christ, God was calling to you supernaturally. You just heard it out of the blue. Somebody spoke something to you. You saw something that made you think, is God really real? That's him calling. That was him calling. I might have said something that made you laugh and you thought about it like, wait a minute. Was that for me? Yes, it was. It was for you. He was calling for you. Why? Because God has a special part he's built in everybody's heart that only he can fill. You might try to fill it with other things, but it will never fit like it's supposed to. It'll never fit. It'll never sit right. Even if you get it in there, it'll, it won't stay that, right, stay that long. It'll shake, it'll move, it'll come out. Because that space is only for God. I hope you don't think a sermon from a speaker can catapult you into righteous living because it can. If I could preach all say, I would. I got some good stuff. And I'm not bragging on that because it's the word. But yeah, I do. But it's not enough. It is not enough. It's never been enough. You needed either Jesus in the flesh or the Holy Spirit to come to God because we can't, nor would we even attempt to go on our own way. You wouldn't come your own. You would not make. I think I want to be with God today. Yes, I do. No. No, you don't. No, you wouldn't. So Jesus, the creator of the whole world, to wit came to witness to his people, and his own received him not. His own people didn't receive him. He came to tell us he loved us and wanted us to be with him forever. And folks refused. Refused. What will you do when he comes to witness to you? When, it, when the Lord of heaven steps off his throne, meets you in a dream, meets you in a vision, meets you at your job, wherever he, because you know God can come pick, come snatch you out your body, you know, interdimensionally and have a conversation with you and time stops and nobody else will ever know and speak to you you gonna answer him I hope you do he didn't have to do that but he did that because he loves us he did that because he loves us what will you do when he comes to witness to you via message scripture your neighbor your pastor your dreams if you're in the Middle East, you having dreams. So many ex-Muslims are having, like, I was dreaming of Jesus. He's calling to me. And they get converted, and they get on fire for the Lord like never before. He came to witness to them. Will you let the truth from the one who is truth witness to you? Million dollar question.
Revelations 2, verse 7. I encourage people to read Revelations. It's not as scary as people would like to think, make it out to be. Um, maybe a couple of pastors, and who was that? I think that was Dr. David Jeremiah. He wrote a couple books on the book of Revelation. It's pretty good. And the reason why I highlight it is because you get a glimpse of what's going to happen in the end. You know what's going to happen in the end. So, Revelations 2, verse 7. He that hath an ear, let him hear. What the Spirit saith unto the churches, to him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. If you want to overcome, you got to hear with your ears. And he, he says, please hear, listen. Listen to what, you, what he is saying to you. Because he said, I have, I will give to you to eat the tree of life. Didn't I just talk about that tree of life? I'm eating this tree. Or the fruit off the tree. It's in the midst of paradise of God. In the, it's just sitting there for the picking. He coming to witness to me so that I could have life. And here and up there. Forever. Not forever. Forever. That's, for, that, that's past four. pastor. Jesus came to witness to all of us because he's calling all of us. Now, I can only mention it to you. I can only explain it to you. I can only encourage you. I'll even beg you. But you have to make the decision that when he comes to witness, that you receive his witness. You have to receive it. You have to receive that God the Father came, had his son die for us, so that we could all, or those who would accept him, come and be with him. That's what he did. That's the witness of Jesus. And then in turn, he says, now that you're accepted and that you're, I've witnessed to you, I want you to do what I just did. Witness about me. Tell people about me. Tell them about me. Oh, I'm scared. Okay, that's okay. Pray for strength. Pray for courage. Pray for it. Lord, how do I say this to this person? I don't want to offend them. I want to encourage them that God has a plan for them and he loves them. We're all called to be witnesses. Amen? Amen. Father God, please, please hear us. Hear our cry. Lord God, we, we just want to say, Lord, we thank you for the witness that you have for us. We thank you that you took the time, Father, to come down and bless us even so 2,000 years ago with the truth, with letting us know that you, that you are the authority and that you are in charge, that you have all power, and that if you let us in, Lord God, no man can set us free. No man can kick us out. So, Lord God, we say thank you. Thank you, Father, for allowing the Son to come for us. Thank you for sending him, Lord. Thank you for volunteering, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, that you are a witness, and now it is our turn to witness for you. So, so, Lord God, we say thank you. We say we love you. Lord, we want to magnify you, Father, by witnessing to the ones who we will meet on a day-to-day -day basis. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen.